0: On yesterday as well, and being a part of the Christian education, it was good, it was a blessing to us. Yes, all right, you have the gospel according to John, the 19th chapter, and I will be reading from the King James Version, three verses beginning at verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And all that hour that disciple took him or took her unto his own home. Yeah. That disciple took her unto his own. Own home. He didn't say let me think about it. He simply responded. In obedience. To Jesus Christ. Jesus at this time. Is on the cross. Suffering. In agony. For you and I. But yet. He took time. To denote the relationship. And the responsibility of taking care and acknowledging the condition for his mother. Yes. In observance of the Jewish law, the oldest son, the first son, take care of mother. Yes, keep in mind that John, he simply denotes in his gospel three of the expressions on the cross. But what makes this unique is the fact that Jesus always tried to execute the scriptures and fulfill the prophecies concerning his earthly ministry yes 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 so we look at these passages of scripture and the Lord laid on my heart to lift from these scriptures this theme Jesus nucleus for the church The nucleus, the the central and most important part, listen, of an object, movement, or group forming the basis for its activity and growth. Jesus, looking at the significance of the church that he built, he is the foundation of the church. And it includes vital parts. So we're not talking about physics, the central core of an atom, (laughs) that's the proton and neutrons. We're not talking about biology, cells, membranes concerning the genetic material. We're not talking about the anatomy, the central nervous system of the body, but we're not talking about astronomy. We are talking about people. Pacific people. The body of Christ. Watch this now. So we're simply looking at the central and most important part of the church, that Jesus Established. The called out assembly of baptized believers. The elect of God, male and female. I'll say that again male and female, man and woman, husband and wife and their children symbolized as the light of the world the salt of the earth the pillar strength and paradigm of various communities the church the body and bride of Jesus Christ, the nucleus, forming the basis for its activity and growth. Now, in the book of John, John strives to denote the deity of Jesus Christ. He strives to show this. Now we're looking at the cross. Oh, oh, oh. And I, please let me, let me say this here. Uh, we don't <laughs> look at the cross enough. I'm a gospel preacher. And we should always look at the cross. Now, in the Old Testament, quite naturally, the prophecy had gone out. And those Old Testament saints were looking towards the cross. And the early days of the church, those in that day, they looked at the cross. That's right, that's right. And we are looking back at the cross. But my contemporaries, listen now, my contemporaries don't want to preach about the cross. Matter of fact, they've gotten to the point where when the message is delivered, It is all about your comforts and conveniences in life. Well, my Bible doesn't teach me that. In fact, Jesus, in his discourse with his disciples, as he was approaching the cross, he had to understand. I'm getting ready to leave you, but I want you to understand something. Listen, don't be fooled. Don't be sidetracked. Understand this. In this life, ye shall suffer tribulations. You shall have struggles in this life. I know I do. And if you be honest with me, you have some too. Listen, there are struggles in this life. But he said, be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And I see the evidence in studying this particular passage. At Jesus on the cross and in his struggles. He take time to give this message. Take care of my mother. Mother, this is your son. He strives to fulfill the scriptures and the prophecy. Yes, and so we're talking about the church, and the church consists of human beings, but particular types of human beings. He's talking about the mothers. We're talking about the husbands. We're talking about the wives and the children. So in this book of John, in this 19th chapter, we have the three final expressions of Jesus Christ on the cross. And these sayings have significant meanings. Woman, behold thy son. Simply Jesus looking at relationship between the son and the woman. But he says woman. Now i done my research on this particular word. I labored with it and I looked and I looked closely at it. I, I, I simply understood when you get a chance to research that it's a word that des- derived from a unique expression in the Old English that simply denotes that which comes out of man. I know y'all don't like that, but that's just a fact. That's on. Then he goes on to say, behold thy mother. When you research the word mother, it simply denotes for us the nurturer of the family. The nurturer of the family. He goes on, and you look at John 19 uh, and 28. And he says, I thirst. But what I love is that third expression, which is the sixth expression in 19 and 30. It is finished. It is finished. In the sense that Jesus doesn't halfway do anything. He has accomplished the earthly mission. It's finished. Yes, it's finished. I love that expression. In John's gospel, he strived to show Jesus' deity. He strived to show how consistent he was towards mission and the message, regardless of the suffering and the death that he's now facing, to speak different truths to us as believers and to confirm the ask, Of who he is and how his life and death fulfills scriptures. She shall have a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people. The nucleus. His people. The nucleus. His people. The church. The nucleus. The called out, baptized. Believers, Lord Jesus, please know that as Jesus was suffering on the cross, he focused on Mary, his mother, and John, his disciple. Jesus entrusted his mother into the care of the disciple whom he loved. Listen. The law required that the firstborn son take care of his parents. But he had them to understand how important it is in this relationship concerning the law. In Matthew 5 and 17, he had them to understand, Think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I didn't come to destroy it, but to fulfill it. I come to complete and accomplish The law, the scriptures, the word of God, those things that are required and were looked upon in the past. So we address the importance of relationship between a man and a woman, a female, father and mother, and Adam and Eve, and the origin of procreation, the corporate structure of the Christian family in terms of relationship. The interesting thing about it is he goes back to the beginning in Genesis 27 through 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. You hear that? He created, God did. And God blessed them. And God said, Unto them be fruitful and multiply. Be productive. Be efficient. Be sufficient. And replenish the earth. Procreation. And subdue so it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air. And over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Genesis 2 and 18 then brings this thing into flourishing and the Lord God Genesis 2 and 18 and the Lord God said it is not good when you look at that look at it close God said it is not good that man should be alone I'm letting that resonate with you <laughs> It is not good, listen to that, God, for man (laughs) to be alone. That's in the book. I will make him and help me for him. God identifies the role of a woman, listen, and the quality of her character by her name being Eve, life. That's what it denotes life, human life. The universal representation of the mother of all life, Eve. Mothers, yes, you are unique. Yes, we're looking at Mother's Day. Listen to what he says in Genesis 3 and 30. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of the living. So, yes, Mother's Day, day of celebration. But you know what? In the world, when we, we look at this, and we look at this from the secular perspective, but from the worldly perspective, there's always competition. Watch out, register. If there's always a little conflict. Father's Day coming up in June. And it don't seem like you all remember Father's Day. With the, <laughs> I got an amen there. I hear you, brother. Father's Day don't seem to get the celebration. You'll get dine and wine on Mother's Day. But on Father's Day, you might get a screwdriver, flashlight, <laughs> or a card. But you don't get no dinner. And they get a little prejudice about this thing. The conflicts occur. Sometimes the mother say, what you complained about? God done put you in charge of everything and you can't get that right. Well, watch out, Reverend Register. Please note, though. Lord Jesus. I would to God that I had the opportunity that some of you all have. Because of the tragedies in my life I wasn't able to know my mother like you know yours. I wasn't able to have a Substant conversation with my mother. My mother died when I was 12 years old. I was still a kid looking to her. Because mothers are tender creatures. Mothers are nurturers and nurtures of the family. And yes, we get emotional about mothers. But thank God... For my mothers. I hold women in the highest respect. From the Christian community. From the teachings of God's word. I look at you women. And your great role you have. As mothers. The nurture of the seed. That God have planted in you. By the procreation process. Of the husband or father. But there is some richness there that you can't take for granted. And thanks be to God, in the conversion of my soul, I look at women through a a much better eye. I don't look at you as a sex object. I don't look for you for fine shapes and figures And glamour. I look at you in the nurturing capacity and the tenderness and the fragileness of your being by the influence of God and changing my life and any Christian man, because I'm talking about the nucleus of the church. I ain't talking about the world, I'm talking about the nucleus of the church who value mothers. But please note that God identifies the quality of naming of Adam, the universal representative of the human race. Adam. Get these scriptures here from Genesis 2 and 19 from the King James Version. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air And brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof. But in Romans 5 and 17, reading from the New Living Translation, he gives some clarity to this. Listen. For the sin of this one man, Adam. Let me read it again. For the sin of this one man, Adam death to rule over many but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live and triumph over sin and death through this one man Jesus Christ yes through Jesus Christ death Through Adam, life through Jesus Christ. Jesus became man's representative, the son of man. God established family in a corporate structure, saints. Adam and Eve, that's applicable. The nature of the family. Listen, Genesis 2, 23 and 24. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman because she was taken out of me. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife. Get this, he wasn't through yet. I'm in the book now. And they shall be one flesh. One flesh. So when we look at the nucleus of the church, the Christian community, there is a responsibility and an obligation as Christian men and women. For we are the south of the earth. But it must start at home. Watch it now. The heads of the family. Oh yeah. I'm trying to hurry along. But we, we, we need to get this here. The head of the family. So we look at the nucleus of the family. The church. The husband. The priest. Progenitor. Provider. Preserver and protector of the family and if you study closely in Proverbs you will have to understand that the father he takes time to instruct the son, the children in the fear of the Lord and the wife, thank you Jesus the mother takes time to reinforce what the father has laid down in the family, the principles. Oh, but we don't want to hear that. I know you don't. But what I love about the fact that Paul labors to have us to understand how important the nucleus of the family is. Don't you know that it starts with the Christian community? The world exists because of the church that is in the world. But one of these old days, And a few more rising and going down of yonder sons. There shall be a rapture. There shall be a call and the church shall be removed. And watch out in that day. If I'm gone and everyone like me and you still here, you know that you're not in the family. Well, listen at Ephesians, if you will. Paul does a beautiful job of outlining this. He gives us our point of reference that Jesus is the foundation of the church. But then you go on doing through there and you have to understand that Jesus is the structurer of the church. Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Good works. What a good works. Striving to execute the will of God, which God has before ordained that we should live in him or walk in them. And all are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. Yes, he's the foundation of the church. So he, Paul gives a message to us that we can look at concerning the foundation of the church. He says, wise, I'm looking at Ephesians 5, through 25. Wise, submit yourselves. Now I know y'all, you, you want to take that out of the marriage vow. Wise, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore as the church is subject unto Christ. So let the wise. Be unto their own husband in everything. Husbands. It didn't leave us out. Husbands. Love. Woo, your wives. Even as Christ. Loved the church and gave himself for it. I should get a bunch of amens there. Love your wife. Treat her right. Respect the woman. She is the mother of your children. The nurturer of the family. Building the community that we live in. Yes. And he has you to understand that he gave himself for it. We are the church, one body in Christ, a community having a common objective, to preach the gospel of God, to teach the worship of God, and to reach the world for God's glory. So when I see Jesus on the cross, I'm looking back at the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. I'm so thankful for my Lord and Savior and the sacrifice he made for us on the cross to establish a foundation Of living peacefully with God. Oh glory to the Lamb of God. So when I hear Jesus' final expression. In that 30th verse of John the 19th chapter. And he cries. It is finished. The salvation plan has been executed. It has been fulfilled at Jesus on the cross. The prophecy in Isaiah have us to understand he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And I tell you, it's with his stripes we are healed. Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. Jesus came into this sin cursed world for you and I. Jesus came with a mission in mind to save souls and bless him to live eternally in his kingdom. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us on Calvary. They took him and marched him from Judgment Hall to Judgment Hall. Yes! Thank you, Jesus. They took him out and nailed him to that old rugged cross. He hung out there and died a sin of death for you and I. Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. They took him down and buried him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there three days and night. But early on the third day morning, I said early on the third day morning. Early on the third day morning, he got up from the grave for you and I. Glory to the Lamb of God. He changed my life a long time ago. When I didn't have no parents, didn't have no hope, but thanks be to God, a old gospel preacher told me about Jesus. I made up in my mind to accept him. That's my Savior. Amen. The door of the church is open. Please stand to your feet.